yesterday we studied the idea of shifting our body consciousness. Sounds very sophisticated. We plumb, plumb the depths of, of alternative realities. Hmm. And we started to look at the body from a very different perspective. Instead of looking at the body as an anatomical structure, whereby the different parts of the body related to one another from a purely physiological perspective, we started to look at the body as largely symbolic in terms of our personas. It's a very different perspective. As we said, that the focus in Torah, when it looks at the world, is not through the eyes of science, but through the eyes of an artist. I was very validated when I figured that one out. <laughs> that the, the, the Torah wants to... It looks, it looks at the world, at, at reality, as a, as a means of communicating a message to us. And therefore, the way things are structured are symbolic in their structure. And therefore, when the Gemara in Erechin goes into the description of a tongue, it does its description in a line, a line to that type of idea. And when it describes the tongue as an elaboration of the apostle, what can I give you more? What can I add on to you, O oh, deceitful tongue? The Gemara puts, put this, puts this across as a dialogue between the Creator and the tongue, as if they're speaking to one another. And the tongue is framed as this limb which is designed with protective qualities which other limbs don't have. The protective quality is being that the tongue is horizontal, it's dormant, as anything lying down is in a state of rest, something standing up is in a ready to go. So all the other limbs symbolically are ready to move. The tongue is dormant. All other limbs are external, they're out there, the tongue is hidden, it's internal. Not only that, but the tongue has been given two boundaries, two borders, the teeth and the lips to stop it from breaking out of its internal location. So that's looking at the tongue from a very from a very symbolic perspective, from an artistic perspective. You're looking at its shape, you're looking at its location, you're not looking at its function in terms of how it eats and produces speech in terms of functionality. Good! When a person starts to see his body in that way, so then your body becomes spiritualized. Because you don't, you, don't look at, you don't look at your body in terms of its physicality, you look at it in terms of its concept, conceptual bearing. So when I speak about my tongue, I no longer look at my tongue as, a, as we said yesterday, a flabby piece of pink flesh, but you look at the tongue as the Maral puts it, as the limb of revelation. It's the part of my body that allows the hidden to become revealed in the most sophisticated sense. Even though, of course, body language plays a role in communication, a very vital role. But in terms of accuracy of communicating specifically a deep idea or a subtle feeling, so body language doesn't have the crispness of words. Words said through the tongue cutting out the different beginnings and ends 
of syllables, consonants and vowels allows communication to take place. And therefore, the first step really in understanding the notion of speech and bad speech and Lashon Hora is to understand the sugya of Lashon. Now there are, the Maral says that since the Lashon is such that it's designed as a revealer, in other words, it's the mechanism whereby we take what's hidden and we bring it to the open. So, we need to be careful how we utilize that power. Because the same power that can allow communication to exist and connect me to the ones around me is counterbalanced with the power to destroy. The same tongue that reveals my love and care, concern and worry can spread hatred and enmity when it reveals the faults of others and elaborates upon them. So really the tongue as a revealer has a potential for the ultimate connection and also has the potential to cause the ultimate destruction. And therefore the subject of the Pasuk, which is Loshan Ramiya, a tongue which is predisposed towards destruction, so Hashem says, I know that the tongue can do this, and therefore I want you as a human being to connect to the restrictive forces which are planted into your very being in order to gain an awareness of how dangerous the tongue can be. If you go to a zoo and you see that some animals are allowed to wander freely around the zoo enclosure. Goats, Shepsalach, very little tortoises, hedgehogs, porcupines is a Christosophic. One thing you know about animals which are allowed to roam around freely in a zoo is they don't pose a danger. But when you go to the lion's cage and you see these electrified fences and a big moat and protective high fences as well, so then you think, gosh, that's a dangerous beast. I have to be aware. In other words, from the cage the cage describes the potential danger. If you look at your tongue, you realize that you've got a dangerous beast within you. And therefore you have to be very cautious in relation to it. Are, are you starting to feel this? Raboisa, Raboisa. <coughs> Let's say it from a different aspect. We know in the Yemei HaSvira, Tzvira Sa'ayme, 
and everyone is aware of the fact that the seven weeks correspond to the seven different midas, and each day is a different is a different is a different combination of different midas. Shalom, everyone's refer yeah, even the non-Kabbalist amongst us, Tani Konek. If there would ever be a non-Kabbalist, I think he is him. <laughs> he gives new word, new, new meaning to the word non-Kabbalistic. <laughs> but nevertheless, we know that the, there are seven midas that we all possess. And we also know that those seven midas correspond to different parts of the body, correct? The right hand is chesed. The left hand is gvura. The middle of the body is tifers. The right leg is netzach. The left leg is choyd. The bris kodesh is yesoid, and the mouth, the tongue, is malchus. Malchus means, what, what, taka, taka, what does malchus mean? Malchus means, kingship. Malchus means the ability to bring into fruition the abstract. Malchus takes all the other midas and makes them real. The last midah. So if a person has chesed, but he doesn't have malchus, so his chesed remains unrealized. It only is a potential. He needs the malchus to bring the chesed into being. Malchus is a midah which doesn't really have its own nature. It's a makabal for all the other midas. It takes chesed and it makes it real. It takes gvur and it makes it real. It takes tiferes and it makes it real. It takes nektzach and hoid. And yesoid is a little bit confusing because yesoid is is considered malchus in a way, but it's malchus bekoach, not malchus. That's a whole separate discussion about the amkus of malchus. But in other words, for some reason, the ability to translate from potential into reality is considered the tongue, malchus. Which means as follows. There's two ways of viewing the realization of potential. One way of seeing the realization of potential is as much as a potter sees a amorphous piece of clay. You look at the piece of clay and you say, my gosh, this big block of clay could be so many different things. could be a vase. It could be a statuette. It could be a breadboard. It could be a little garden gnome. It could be Mottle the Hedgehog. It could be anything. That's one of looking at potential. And inside of us we could perhaps see that there's an amorphous mass of being, and the life's goal is to mold the amorphous mass into shape of our choice, which would essentially mean that we believe in the falsehood of the American dream. Anyone can be anything. Of course, that's a spurious claim, it's a load of rubbish. No one can be any, no, sorry. Not anyone can be anything. Sure, close. Not anyone can be anything. Some people can't be the president. Some people can't be the CEO. Some people can't be a master violinist. Some people can't be a concert celloist. Some people can't be an Olympic swimmer. And some people can't be a shooter for a major basketball team, especially people who are below five foot. They can't. They can't. They just, they just, it's not a job designed for them. They will never reach the top. Rather, our notion, and you see this from the tongue of the relationship between realization of potential and the potential ourselves, is that a person has within him, within him a fixed reality. The inner one is completely predefined. In your expression and realization of potential, you can never make yourself into something that you are not. 
you can only make yourself into what you are but it's hidden underneath the surface <coughs> Malchus is a makabah Malchus means a person's got a fixed internal potential but it's not yet realized taking it from the hidden to the real is called realization of potential in other words fulfilling your potential is not a creation of self it's a revelation of self the self is predefined some people are predisposed towards chesed others ms others gvura the one who's predisposed towards gvura he'll only succeed in excel as a gibor and not as a baal chesed i don't know if you're aware of how the if maybe some of you look at the sidurim and you say that um today which is the 23rd day of the Omer so it is the third week it's the third week Shlosha Shavuos Ushnei Yomim Ba'Omer so the third week fourth week sorry good Danny third week Shlosha Shavuos three weeks and two days Shlosha it's the fourth week but it's three weeks and two days in other words, in the spheres, it's already, it's, you've done, you've done Chesed, Gvura, Tiferes, and now you're on to Netzach. Correct? So today is Gvura Sheba Netzach. Correct? Gvura Sheba, what does it mean? That's what, in other words, the first day is Chesed Sheba Chesed, the next day is Gvura Sheba Chesed, then it's Tiferes Sheba Chesed. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? So, Rav Dessus is the following thing, which is going to be very relevant for us. Abdesta says that just as it helps us to understand it, the three Avos, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, were all defined by a primary midah. Avram Avinu was Chesed, Yitzchak was Gvura, and Yaakov Avinu was Emes, which correspond to the first three spheres, the first three midahs. Does that mean that Avram Avinu lacked in his Gvura? Does that mean Yitzchak Avinu wasn't about Chesed? Does that mean Yaakov Avinu had neither, neither Gvurach nor Chesed, but only Emes? Of course not. All the others were Sholem in all the Midas. But they had a different goal in the Shlemus. The Shlemus, their perfection, their completion, carried a different nuance to it. Allow me to explain. Each of the others had a primary Midah, and that primary Midah incorporated the secondary Midas. And I'll explain with example. What does it mean, Gvurach Sheba Chesed? Chesed is the desire to extend yourself for others. Chesed Sheba Chesed means when I love the person and I'm extending the Chesed towards and I'm overwhelmed by that love and the reason why I extend the Chesed towards him is because I want so desperately that he should have the ultimate. It's Chesed Sheba Chesed. Sometimes though I love a person and me being kind to him will be actually counterproductive. I have to I have to withhold. The middle of Chesed is an extension. The middle of Gvura is a contraction. It's controlling myself. It's self-control. The middle of Chesed is extending myself. So Gvura Sheba Chesed means as follows. That I want to do Chesed but because I love him so much at this point in time, if I give him too much, it will destroy him. So therefore, I'll hold back. 
So the motive is chesed, but the maitse is gvura. It's gvura sheba chesed. Following me? In other words, I'll go to him and I'll have a chocolate bar, but let's say it's terrible for his teeth and he's going to have to go to the dentist. So because I care about him, I'll stop him from having the chocolate. So it's chesed, but it's not chesed, because chesed means when I give someone something. So it's gvura sheba chesed. The source is chesed, but the maitse is gvura. I'll give you another example. Let's try chesed sheba emes. Sometimes a person's primary defining quality is emes. He wants to do things which are right, which are real. So he's pursuing truth. That means that when he sees a person, he relates to him through the midas emes. But the midas emes means that this person right now lacks a cardigan in the cold weather. So therefore the emes will make him extend himself and clothe the person. That's called chesed of emes. The starting point was his midas emes, but the maise was a maise of chesed. Are you following me? And that's true of all the different permutations. Sorry? I look at you, and I'm not motivated by my love from you. I'm motivated by the fact that um, the reality of your lacking is um, antithetical to the nature of Jews living together. I'm not bothered. In other words, the primary concern is not that I love you and therefore I'm motivated. It's, the primary concern is it's wrong that you're not clothed. So I do a master chesed. Are you all following me? Is that, am I making sense? Yes? So now you understand what all these things mean. So you have to obviously understand what the midas are. Chesed, Gvur, and Emes are the easy ones. Netzach, Hoid, Yisoyed, and Malchus are slightly more complicated. So when you get to something like Hoid, Shebenetzach, so then you get completely confused. And obviously you need to, you need to understand all the midas in order to understand. Now, the whole goal of the Svir Sa'omer really is that on each of those days, for example, on the day of Gvur, Shebenetzach, it means that you can create an alignment between your inner midas and there's some energy in the universe that can, you can connect to and perfect that Gvur Shebechesed. So on the day of Gvur Shebechesed, you should work on acts which are Gvur Shebechesed. But really this is all just an introduction to where we want to get to, which is Malchus. And Malchus, we says, is in the tongue. And we previously defined Malchus, so we previously defined the tongue as the revealer. Then we defined Malchus as the ability to take the Midas from potential to reality. In other words, not to make the Midas, but to reveal the Midas. To actuate the Midas. Malchus is the Midas of actuation. It reveals other Midas. Sorry, it reveals other Midas. It's not its own Midas. It's a Makabal. It, it takes all the midas and it brings... So, for example, Malchus Sheba Chesed means you take the Chesed and you do it, as opposed to allowing it to remain dormant. So those things that you don't use your tongue for? Slowly, slowly, slowly. We're just building the conceptual realm. Are you all following me so far? Okay. I really care for him. See that he's cold, I want to give him a sweater. And you do it, you do it, you do it, you do it. In other words, you're right, it's almost that any middle which has to come into reality needs a side of malchus in it. Okay, slowly, slowly, one step at a time. Yes? Okay, we have.